talking about music a little bit. How's the week going? The week is the week is great, man. I have my my hands are are, are cut and broken because I've been building a patio for my barbecue. It started out as like I needed a tiny spot about like eighteen inches squared for my barbecue. Yeah, and then that just grew. And I built an entire garden around that spot. <laughs> I love it. And it it's it's taken me I'd say a few years because I've been sitting in this backyard. Getting used to the landscape, how it feels, how what works, where the water goes, how where the you know leaves lined up, and I built this little garden around ma- maintaining it easily and it functioning and not interfering too much with the natural flow of things, and a spot to park my barbecue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I got it, man, and I'm fucking psyched. I sat out there last night for the first time. I lit my mosquito coil to keep away the bugs. And smell that that summer quintessential summer burning smell. Oh, it, it's just fucking it's nice. fantastic. And and finally being able to relax and enjoy it, you know. Oh God, it is so nice. And now you should come visit me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And it'll be so, so nice to have some company. I will grill you an eggplant. One of my favorite things to do is sit and just grill and shoot the shit and yeah. Smell the burning flesh of an eggplant and <laughs> get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> over a fucking hot charcoals. <laughs> As someone falls into them. <laughs> no, no, no. Wake up with a with a with a grill imprint on the face. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sign a disclosure before Yeah. <laughs> before you walk in. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, awesome. besides that, you know, the week's good, you know. The weather's all right. It's going to be rainy, 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 but who gives a fuck? Yeah, that'd be good uh, for your plants that you just yep, planted. It's happy. My garden's happy. My vegetables are going to be happy. I'll be in the basement working. I don't care. I gotta get, I've been procrastinating as well. Oh, my God. Well, no, you, but you've been keeping busy. I, you know, it's, I feel the same way, man. I just I have one fucking piece that's just been sitting there for, for it seems like, it, and it has been. It's been weeks because of other tasks that come into hand that I have to jump on. So, you know, yeah. I, I finally had a good session uh, yesterday. I, I painted for a good, like, five hours or something like that. But um, that was, like, the first time in weeks, man, weeks. Like, it, it, it almost feel like this whole month I've hardly done anything uh, and, 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 and almost the half of last month. You know, I've done a lot of other other tasks that I needed to do but that were un unpainting um, or un artistically related you know so so i'm looking forward to kind of fucking switching the gears and really really trying to start hammering stuff and you know i got a couple decisions i gotta make and that and big decision decisions of being beneficial with working with somebody but but um income is not really a big a big part of it you know okay but but uh for the for the for the reward of um collaborating and stuff would be cool you know and that so uh thinking about that okay. you know but then also just trying to focus on things that are at hand that i really kind of you know get to and get out like i got that thing in october and i know that seems like it's far away but it's really not going to be that the far thing away. in october is remind me is is oh, uh... it's, a, it's a big convention out in out in pennsylvania so uh uh 
and uh, I'm getting like a whole area. It's it's a uh, fan. It, it's called IX a Lexicon, um, and it's uh, a big fantasy art art show where it's. But the deal that's really awesome about it is that they basically um, just focus on you know paint like uh, physical art. You know, it's not like prints. It's not like books. It's yeah. yeah I guess yeah. people do that's bring cool. that stuff, but but it's like people. Uh, patrons and, and collectors come there for original art yeah, you know it's more like art fair kind it's of. yeah it, yeah and it, exactly exactly it's like a fantasy art fair it's not like going to like new york comic-con or, or I, like comic I convention in um in uh, belgium once i participated in this one that uh, you know roth we from, did quite a few of them you did art 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 21 and yeah, but yeah, but this was like a very fantasy art. Oh, okay. Okay. Kind of art fair. It was just all that kind of stuff. And um it was it was a really fun because they held it in like a like an old seemed like a mead hall where you'd go for your you know, your big dinners with the king and all this whatever. There's it was barrels great. on the wall and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, like hay thatched roof kind of place and men with big blouses but it was very cool yeah. it was a lot this of fun. Isn't, yeah this isn't a renaissance fair no, it's, it's, it's a line there's a line i know fantasy you're almost you're yeah, yeah. And, and and scepters and yeah, and yeah. people aren't forging swords or anything yeah they are but they've got like you know metal bikinis and and uh, you know. yeah, well it sounds like you went to a renaissance fair not a fucking <laughs> art fair <laughs> Big, people walking around eating big ass chicken legs there and is, shit. There is a fine line, man, between fantasy art yeah. and going to a fucking Renaissance fan. <laughs> they both involve dragons. Yeah. They both, well, they there both, you go. There you go. There'll, there'll be a lot of those there, but there won't be. I don't, just, I don't think there's going to be people walking around with fucking horn helmets or anything. No, but so people with scepters and shit. Belt dresses and like laced up bustiers, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen photos from this before. I don't, I don't know. know, man. <laughs> maybe though. Maybe though. Maybe anyway. though. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, but I, I'm getting. Uh, so, but I'm gonna have a good size area that I'm gonna be able to uh, work within. So I need to make sure that I have enough work for it, you know. And I want to have new work. It's like going to what? Not, not that I would have this situation, but like you go to some. Guys, that you know, New York Comic Con's one that I go to frequently, whether I'm yeah, have a booth or if I don't. But then you go see guys, and you're like, hey, "Dude, you had all this work last year, man. It's all the same stuff, you know." And it's like, well, listen, as long as you got, you know, enough stuff and you feel good about it, mm-hmm. and you like one or two new pieces, that's all you really fucking need yeah. to. You know, well, I need all new because I don't really have anything. But yeah. Oh well, in that case, you better get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're really fucking up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I've I've actually just got word I got accepted to a um this thing called Art Beat in Davis Square in July, June or July. I think it yeah, it's July. Uh, I hope it's July. And it's <laughs> like um it's a one day event street fair where they close up the streets and they have vendors oh, awesome. people. And so I got like a ten foot by ten foot space, you know, to set up shop, you know, a couple of tables. I got a tent thing. You know, awesome. And um, I got my 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 horn helmet and my scepter. <laughs> yeah, your scepter and your fucking sword dress. and shit. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm going to, you know, set up and do like, you know, small works and some, some small books and yeah, range of work. I mean, and 
I'm trying to like put together, you know, think, okay, uh, people will spend uh, on the norm, you know, anywhere from the you know, five to $25 normal yeah. average. So I want to be able to have quality work of that, you know, price range. Cause I don't want to just have like, you know, print, 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, I want it to be mm-hmm. you know, special, unique quality, but it, it, you know, I can't charge $25 yeah, I mean, that exactly. I, I spend too much time and work on because there you know there's a market value and i don't want to fuck with it and but i want to be prepared for it to have that also you gotta get, you gotta get the you gotta get the bang for your buck for the value that you're fucking putting into the you know putting yeah. into the work too yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. oh that's great man that's awesome that's it, 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 is that gonna be like one of the first times that you've done something like that it's gonna be the very first time that i you know besides when i first moved to new york one of my ways of making money was sitting on the side of the street in Soho with a with a piece of wood with tiny pieces and frames and, and yeah. sell those for sixty bucks. That was that was like the last time I sat on the street yeah. and sold art, you yeah. know, or tried to sell art. This time you're gonna have a tent. This time I got the fucking I got a tent. I got you know a couple folding tables. I got a folding chair and a cooler. You know, and yeah. I'm just gonna sit there with a cooler full of you know, I don't know, heroin. <laughs> Hang out and try to hawk some art. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why don't we just like get get a ball rolling? Some uh, get to spitball some shit okay. and see what the world has out there for us. Okay. You know? and uh, most I think we got we might have a couple of new uh, people writing in finally. And um, oh, you said there was also one on the uh, on the actual SoundCloud thing too. Yeah, I could pull that shit up as well. We'll start off with the SoundCloud one. Okay. Somebody wrote in a question uh, via comments on the SoundCloud podcast, right. which is unconventional. Hold on, hold on. We got, we got, we, we got to make this right. We got to make this correct. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Oh, God. Ah, there it is. Right to the soul. <laughs> it's always good when that shit gets fired up. It gets me going. All right, now let's get into it. Come on. Hey, home. Q&A, baby, baby, baby. Yep. Okay, it looks like this week we do have um, someone sending a question via uh, SoundCloud comments area, a very unconventional method, yet appreciated, yet unconventional. Mm, you could write us if you have any questions or comments. Write us at gimmebabble at gmail.com. That's G-I-M-M-I-E-B-A-B-E-L at gmail because that way we have all the questions in one place. It's very easy for us to make sure we get to you because sometimes I don't read the comments on the SoundCloud. I never do. Because I'm scared. I just always forget to. No. Actually, Jennifer Steck. Is that her last name? Steck. Jennifer Steck seems to comment on every single one of ours. And I thank you greatly. We thank you greatly, Mm -hmm, Jennifer. mm -hmm. How could you be so kind? That's amazing. Anyway, this one is uh, from uh, a, a, somebody with the, the tag name of Zagaga Zagafom Zagafom Zagafom. I'll call you Zagafom. Zaga for short. Zagafom. Hold on. Gotta get that coffee down. Okay. Zagafom says, "I have a quick question for Stupakis." Uh-oh. A quick question. Well, let's see how quick this answer is. 
which I hope you don't mind answering. Oh, Zagafoam. I stopped following the transgression podcast towards the end. Mm -hmm. Did you and Menton complete the impressions show? Yes, we did. I, there's a quick answer. I'd like to see some of the work from that show if possible. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Zagafoam. So um, I'm definitely going to update the website very soon because I have to update the website for um, for the last show that I just did in Australia. And when I do that, I was actually planning on updating the, uh, the work that I did for impressions. I think I did a total of... Um, 12, 13, 14, I don't know. I, I forget how many paintings it was, but uh, my, a lot of them were landscapes, which I had so much fun doing. And uh, and then I would throw some kind of fantasy elements into them and stuff. But, um, um, but uh, yeah, so I, I am planning on updating that as well as some of the more current work that I've just done. So uh, hopefully uh should have some free time in the next two months. Stuff, you put it on your fucking website, right? What's that, buddy? I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, so at davidstopakis.com, I should have that up uh, in the next month or so. That oh, that's it. what you said. That's what you said. <laughs> sorry. Oh, also, it says, also, would you mind talking about music a little bit? I don't understand that part of the question. Like, like. I like music. Uh, a lot. Like, let's talk about music a little bit. What was, do you, do you, do you have an album? That you recalled first time you were in love? Yeah. For, uh, Black Sabbath title album. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that that was the first time. Okay, so that was the first time that I realized that uh, music is something beyond um, – it's, it's just something so powerful. You know what I mean? That fucking first track scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, My brother had it on vinyl. I remember put. I remember picking up the vinyl, right, the, the twelve inch, and fucking looking at it, and just being scared out of my wits. Just like, what is this? It's so creepy looking. That that nun, that old lady, whatever, standing out in the fucking middle of the woods, and and then there's that fucking house with the fucking watermill thing behind her, and it's all fall with all the leaves down and shit, and she's just all there, solitaire by herself, and and I, I, I was terrified by the album cover. It's also one of the first times that like an album cover really like affected me in that. And I just remember he had the milk crate and I was flipping through it. So I grabbed that out. And at this point in my life, you know, my mother was crazy into great music. She was an Aerosmith, ZZ Top, like fucking uh, 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 the Allman Brothers, you know, like a bunch of really classic great. Rock. Yeah, yeah, classic rock, real good stuff in that. Elvis Presley as well and, you know, all that stuff. But uh, the oldies. Um, but uh, so then I so then I was like, I gotta hear what this is, you know. I, I gotta fucking, what is this? So then I put it on, and then you hear the fucking rain and those bells come in, and then fucking Tony and Iommi's fucking guitar coming in, and it's just it was the most. I couldn't because I couldn't say that it was heavy because I didn't even know what the fuck heavy was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was just it, the most craziest shit. I had heard, and he's like, just what a force. is this yeah. that stands before? And I'm like, ah! Like, fucking, you know, I'm getting fucking goosebumps now thinking about it, you know? So, that <laughs> album, that, that album was the gateway, like, that just fucking changed my life of, in, like... How, I, how does that have 
to do with you fall, being in love. I was, that was the first time I was like, I love music because no, music is so much person. more. With a person. Oh, with a person? I don't yeah, know. Like, like you're, you're gushy. Like, oh, uh, you know, when you if you hear that now, it would still take you back to that feeling. Like, I, I like the answer that I, I got. Know, like fucking fucking <laughs> Scarecrow by Ministry, I guess, maybe? That, that made me fall in love. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know. I don't really have one like that, I don't think. Okay. You know, I don't really, you know, I wasn't like, oh, don't listen to Cure made me, you know, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, made me feel like I was falling, like, you know, I didn't really have anything like that. You did, though, obviously. Well, I did, you know, ones that just remind me and not like of the, you know, ones that remind me of a specific time, you know, that that takes me back to feeling vulnerable and and, and gushy. And it was uh, Love and Rockets, uh, Seventh Dream of a Teenage Heaven, Mm -hmm. just super like, you know, airy, you know, sensitive music. Um, But um, thinking of... uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 that's kind of what. But I But like, mean. like, what, so yeah, but like, was it like a situation? Like, you first heard that with the girl that you had a crush on, or or you or it was like I heard that album during the time when I was crushing out on somebody, and it just became that association. Okay. Like the person, the place, and the music all got sort of usurped up into one category, which was young foolish love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the person mm -hmm. and the place and the music just all all accumulated into one thing Mm -hmm. and now is inseparable yeah but it doesn't it's not owned by that one person place or but if anything the only unifying thing is the song the music Mm -hmm. you know when i hear that album it takes me to that one spot Mm -hmm. i was listening to it feeling that thing you know yeah yeah, that- yeah. what was the pinnacle because I, I, I love this aspect because I'll, I'll tell you about mine after but what was the pinnacle point that music became no more longer um your sister's older right or she's younger one year older okay okay so no okay okay so there's not much of an age difference there with like no. me, me and my brother are like uh four, four close to four but okay so what was the pinnacle for you that Music was no longer mom and dad's or or sister's music. Like where 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 finally you're like this is me. This is my music. This is this is something I guess she doesn't listen to or mom and dad would never I, listen to. It was the first album that I ever bought. Like went to a store and bought an album on my own, and that was um, Jay Giles' "Love Stinks." Nice. That was the very first uh, vinyl that I ever got. You know. And it wasn't something that my parents had because before then I was listening to all my parents' music. My parents had great, great record collection. Great taste, yeah. Really, really good stuff. But stuff like uh, the Jay Giles band was not part of the repertoire, wasn't part of the thing. And I'm part of like the very, I remember the first broadcast of MTV. You know, I'm an MTV generation kid. Mm-hmm. And Jay Giles was introduced to me through via MTV with the freeze frame. Yeah, of course. And, Freeze Frame was not was was their second album, but I went and I got their first album because I didn't know any of the songs on it. That was something like 
that oh, miss interesting yeah. no it was like oh this is so exciting i don't know and the love stinks actually they have a video but it was it, it wasn't as popular as the freeze frame and um and that was so that was my beginning of buy and like buying music and being into stuff i remember then getting the three-quarter jersey of jay giles i got a patch hat of jay giles like that was like my first bad Jay Giles and Billy Squire. Those Billy Squire, like, yeah, yeah. That's fucking so funny because I was like, just listening to both of those like yeah, only was, a few months emotion, ago. Yeah. Emotion, man, those albums, yeah. those were like, Great. The, the, yeah, they, 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 they drove me in the direction where, which eventually, you know, because they were, they were both, you know, very weird, mm-hmm. you know, and different and, and loud style. Billy Squire got a little weird and wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? colorful that 80s colorful stuff you know but um you know it definitely was like the uh, the first sort of separation between listening to you know my parents music and getting into mine and my sister actually got me into inadvertently i think she got me into alternative stuff because she has a cassette she had a cassette tape of who Yaz. oh Yaz. okay okay upstairs at eric's on cassette tape and she would listen to that because it was more poppy you know kind of stuff and i was like oh this Something was very, very catchy because he knew it was like a, it was a woman singer, but she had such a raspy and intense like sort of vocalization and, 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 and emotion in her voice that it was very it was very strong. It wasn't like Linda Ronstadt or ABBA or any when you hear female singers or, or Pat Benatar or Quarterflash, all this mm-hmm. other, other stuff. Uh, Pat Benatar is kind of raspy, but she was more like. Yeah, Pat Benatar, yeah, definitely. Something about listening to Yaz, there was something like very in, intense and and, um, and 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 dire about it, and I got it. That's what sort of got me more into alternative stuff by by seeking out more Yaz like music. Anyway, yeah, I remember don't... mine being like a fucking drug deal go down. Right, the first thing that was completely I felt like my own and, and within my world of other people that I knew um, was uh, I remember being at school mm-hmm. and uh, you know we'd always trade tapes and stuff like that, and my buddy came up to me. Um, his name was Sam, and I still remember. It. And he handed me this fucking tape because yeah. it was the same thing with that album cover. It just fucking blew my mind. But Ooh. it was this. It was this album cover yeah. with all these crosses on it, and these hands floating over the sky with these marionette strings coming down on these solo crosses. And and it was Uh-oh. yeah. And I looked at it, and I was like Metall- Metallica. And I was like, it's like, dude, you gotta fucking, you gotta check these guys out. So. So I got, I got Master Puppets, and then I heard Battery, and that was the same thing. Like Battery is like, what the fuck, you know? And and, and uh, I, I was like, I don't know if I hate this, if I love it, if I if I if I you know, because it was uh, once again something like I've never heard before, you know. And it was first time I ever heard thrash metal, and you know, and that and uh, um, but um, yeah. that was the first band that became to be like, you know, my my brother and sister were not into it at all back then you know and uh, i think my brother started liking them yeah. the older you know as as you know probably when the black album came out or whatever and you know where it changed for everybody and they became to be like a household name and stuff but um enter sandman and shit but uh yeah and then that and then that was like the gateway drug because that was the thing that led me into slayer and then fucking napalm death and cannibal corpse and all those real fucking like heavy heavy bands yeah. fucking cassette handoff that was in in junior high I, I was in eighth grade because in seventh grade i was still a bowl haircut and you know i was mm-hmm. listening to bands like Corey hart and the police and you know uh, but then i had like kind of a spiked haircut in eighth grade 
and I was listening to a little bit more like um, you know, alternative kind of stuff, like Crowded mm-hmm. House and Squeeze. You know, still, still kind of like soft but alternative. And I remember fucking at the lockers. I was at my fucking locker in eighth grade, and Nicole Zernoni comes up to me. Cause she she had like the fucking bleached off to the side hair shaved with wearing an army jacket and like thrift store What's, wear is this, is combat this, is boots this and she came this... up to this yeah I'm I'm in eighth grade so this is like uh, 1984 okay, okay. uh, or 84 so um, comes up to me and hands me a cassette tape says yeah, I think yeah, you might yeah, like yeah. this look at the, the deal and the deal was, go down like, yeah yeah it's the deal she just oh, Suicidal tendencies. Home and listen to this. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just ordered Pepsi. You know that that. And it was like, what is this weird? It's heavy. It that pace is really weird, and it's got like talk over it, like like poetry. Talking, and then there's a riff, and then it speeds up, and then and all the music, and that opened my eyes to. Um, to this type of music. And I remember not long after that, I was in a car with a friend of mine at the time who eventually stopped hanging out with me because he told me I was getting too weird. Um, his <laughs> bro- older brother was a skater and yeah. we were, was picked us up to drive to his house. It was like our ride. And he asked me, he goes, we're in his car. It's like, hey, David, do you ever hear, do you ever uh, listen to hardcore? Mm. Hardcore? I never heard of them. What was? Uh, yeah, yes. Because I didn't even know yes. it was a genre of yeah. music. Yeah, I think it was a band. What's the first? What's what's the first hardcore band for you? The, oh God, first hardcore. Mine band. was. I think "Sick of It All" was probably the first one that I that resonated with me. You know, I think for me, what what stuck with me with the Cro-Mags. Cro Mags. Cro, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I never got into them. I don't know why, really. I listened to them here and there, but like I never. I, I liked Underdog and I liked the Crow Mags. I wasn't huge into hardcore, and I used to go to the Sunday hardcore matinees at CBGBs. But I would, my friends and I, would be up to the side. Did you have long hair back then? We were punk, yeah, and the skinheads. You know, they, they, they want to fuck you up. They, <laughs> no? they actually did. I got <laughs> punched out, you know, because you know I had a mohawk. I had like a huge mohawk, mm-hmm. and. You know, I'd wear it down to the hardcore shows. But, you know, I wanted to go and see hardcore music. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Certain yeah. bands weren't as, you know, fucking romper stomper as sick of it all and all those those bands. But, um, you know, that – that then he, like, popped in a cassette tape and started playing hardcore music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I just want to – before we get off the CBGB's things, that's the thing that I found crazy because I've heard this a lot about New York. Like, the New York hardcore scene here – was fucking hard. I heard, and I heard like oh, if you if you had long hair or whatever, you didn't yeah. like go to those shows because you'd get your fucking ass handed to you. Yes. However, yes. in Boston, it was it was a lot different because I remember going to them and that and the skinheads were kind of fucking cool as long as you weren't an asshole. Like yeah. I mean, I remember getting like fucking knocked down and shit, and skinheads would pick me up, and I had a mullet back then. You know what yeah, I mean? There was a mix. But, there was a weird you know. mix of like animosity. Most of the skinheads outside of the city in Jersey or or you know come into the city they were the ones that were were like the real dicks yeah yeah the the hardcore scene in new york the skinheads were tough as fucking nails they were no they were no joke you know but for the most part you know because they were in an environment that was like as long as you were fucking different and weird there was an understanding Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
if you were just some Jersey punk ass who was coming to be a dick and act like it's your territory, then you're gonna get hammered. Yeah. Territorial thing. Then you're gonna get stomped. Yeah. It, but but Nazis weren't really that welcome. You know, the, maybe that mentality, that 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 xenophobic mentality, was a little bit happening in the city because people were coming in and fucking up the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, making it like you know ugly. So. You know, it, whatever. Everyone was young. Sure, and yeah, yeah. And whatever. There were a few incidents. But the only trouble I had with skinheads were skinheads from my town because, you know, it was small. And there was like a handful of them and a handful of us, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, okay, let's pick up uh, on the skins. I got beat up because something somebody in my band said to it about skinheads once. <laughs> and so I get punched out for it. <laughs> Go figure yeah, of course. At a, in another location, at another time, blah blah blah. You know, I wound up paying for the price for his big mouth. Mm-hmm. AJ, way to go, AJ. Uh, he called him cue balls at so the party. We... Like, <laughs> what are you doing? We're gonna die. So, and, uh, so did you end up getting into punk around that same time, or or like? Yeah, was that... I was definitely. In, in, it's funny. Probably... It all blurred, you know. And well, one I had another. A... This kid, his name is Scott Bybin, um, who, who was from my neighborhood. He was a super weirdo. And he, you know, because there were so few weirdos, he, he, he sniffed me out pretty quick. And he just showed up at my house one day on a skateboard. And he just asked if I wanted to hang out. And I'm like, yeah, I got no friends. And I knew about him. My sister would be like, oh, he's such a weirdo. Because my sister was super popular, super cool, you know. And uh, I was not. And I'm like, oh, well, he's a weirdo. So what? I I have skateboard too. Let's go skateboarding. And he turned me on to things like um, like Joy Division and mm. um, uh, comic books like Love and Rockets. You know the comic book Love and Rockets, not the band? No. And there was a comic, um, Love and Rockets. And he, so he turned me on to this sort of underground uh, graphic novels and more goth kind of um obscure music because i already listened to the cure but i didn't know so much about like christian death and, yeah yeah sure and, sure and and other stuff like that and he got me totally into that kind of stuff and uh which you know then led also to dead kennedy's That's and so, it's and, so funny the different paths we all take because like i think punk punk for me was was after metal i got like circle jerks and dead kennedy's and all that shit like that and that obviously misfits and 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 uh uh, I think Misfits was the gateway, you know, because of, yes, because of Metallica covering um, uh, uh, Die, Die, My Darling um, mm-hmm. uh, on, 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 on Garage Days Revisited. Then I was like, well, I got to find out who this band is. And then that led me to Misfits, which led me into Dead Kennedys and all this other punk shit. But, um, and then the, uh, and then into hardcore. But, I didn't get in, but like how we all take these different paths, and I love it because I didn't get into got like goth and like even even the Cure. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I probably heard Cure songs, of course, being younger, and just didn't realize who they were. But I didn't get in the Cure until like I was fucking in my like twenty nineteen. You know, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I got in my I skipped metal almost entirely. I listened to bands like i mean this is the hair metal days since like 1981 i listened to motley crew shout at the devil yeah, I was in, at the devil I, on cassette tape i had that i listened to pink floyd the, that was my metal and then from there i went to alternative and punk and then i didn't get back into metal until uh, you know uh i don't know maybe you know five years ago yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Slayer, you know, and and now I listen to Slayer almost every day. But you know, I 
get the blood, I, blood like, going. My, my thrash, the closest I got was Thrash, like DRI yeah. or bands like like uh, like even Murphy's Law token entry. Yeah, yeah, SOD and fucking pop, and then was like borderline thrash metal mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. acts and and shit like that but like i never really went fully to the metal like i remember hearing master puppets the first time it was like on a beach in virginia beach 1985 and some chick that i met on the beach had her on her headphones on a walkman it's like here listen to this and i'm like oh, it's pretty pretty interesting stuff yeah yeah it was metal yeah. but you know i was like I was a punk, and in those days, you know, the punks and the metal wasn't. Yeah, yeah, wasn't, exactly. It didn't mix. It, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. It was oil and water at the time. It's like you don't have the long-haired burnouts were not the same people that you hung out with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just different, like genre. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So I. It's I, funny because you finally hit that age where it's like you finally realize, no, it's okay. I can listen to. I can listen to classic rock. I can listen to metal. I can listen sure, to. I'm, I can listen to rap. I can listen to whatever the fuck I want. These <laughs> years where I'm, I'm like, it's sort of, in some way or the other, you know, establishing an identity of myself. Of course, and identified greatly with the fucking weirdo shit, you know, mm-hmm. and the freaky, wild, exciting, you know, stuff. And I was going to a lot of concerts all the time in New York. There were so many concerts that yeah. I've been. To. Me and too. that was that was the the lifestyle it was all about that you know live music, and um, and that's what the and and punk and alternative shit was where I found my niche because mm-hmm. nobody liked me in my hometown. I had very few friends, and the ones that did like me were the weirdiest weirdos ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that was awesome because yeah. there was ten there was maybe ten in the whole school of like people who had sideways haircuts. It was pretty much the same. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you know, my history for the most part. I went to all these different weird schools with that had that, that specialized in learning disabilities. So it wasn't until my senior year that I ended up going back to public school that I was given the option. You know, yep. like they said, "Hey, you want to graduate from your own school?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd love to graduate with the fucking friends of mine that I actually hang out with every day and stuff." So I was able to do that, but it was kind of very similar. Um, you know, just like. 15, you know, podheads, metalheads, whatever the fuck you want to call them, whatever people called us and all that shit and that. And, uh, but, but, but the punks and, and metal and all that stuff, all, 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 all were one, you know, back then. They all kind Not of hung up. Everybody was sort of off on their own. Own, yeah. Thing like, were in, like, the weirdos were, were freaks and faggots and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you call me a faggot my whole life. So I'm going to, I'm going to grow up and hang out with the freaks and the faggots because yeah. these are people exactly exactly I'm proud to be one of them and it was great because there were so few that you know you could really i mean all that information of all the different bands were passed on through these like 10 people like i remember my friend ida who was like you know walking i remember seeing her walking outside one day from one building to the next and she had an einster and the neubauten logo t-shirt and i was just looking at that thing like oh that's weird yeah, and then neat. Yeah. on a cassette tape you know and be like oh i'm gonna check it out you know, because, you know, I'd had that on a shirt and that you know, opened my world up to industrial music and 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 shit like that. It was it was like a nice little f- forum, you know, small group yeah. of people to, of, of sharing information now. And I mean, there's there's just there's so much out there. I, I can't even imagine like how you pick and choose, you know, some of the some of the, the weird shit. Well, there you go. That's that. That's music, and I the name. I forget the name. There you go, Zuzu Zagar. What's his name? I forget. Uh, Zaga Zagafum Zagafum. Zagafum. Music. 
You happy? <laughs> that was fun. That was cool to go down that fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> I went down the whole rabbit hole with the pocket. Okay. Oh, my God. Let's see what we got here. Oh, we got questions for the show. Uh, check it out. We got a, um, a question in from uh, Cyril. Cyril uh, Acres. Cyril Acres. Mm-hmm. Do you know Cyril? I do know Cyril. Me and Cyril have been in contact uh, quite a few times in the past. Um, um, me and him are actually working on a project together. Uh, good. So these are all going to be for David Stupakis, aren't they? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Okay, welcome. Hi, I'm David, and I will be hosting your your. <laughs> and, okay, what, Cyril has five, six questions for David Stupakis. No. One, question one. It seems like every person, no matter what walk of life or how surprising, seems to have at least one quality story about their brush with something supernatural. Do each of you have one or more that sticks out? Oh, bro, I'm thinking paintbrush. Brush with something no, no, supernatural. Brush, like an incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um. I don't got anything supernatural, really. You see, no, no brushes with supernatural for for David Sabakis, huh? No brushes with anything supernatural. I have I have three ghost stories, but I'll tell one. Okay. Uh, because um, over the years, I think the the other two can be um, associated with like uh, sleep deprivation or sure. uh, sleep paralysis kind of situation, you know, or that 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 crossover between being awake and sleep. Like lucid, lucid uh, dream, the lucid, lucid dreaming, dreaming, yeah, yeah, you know. But there was one situation which, which was very, you know, very real to me at the moment, and still is, and feel like I, I still feel like the visual of the situation. Anyway, uh, it was, uh, it happened in Stockholm, in Sweden. I was, I was there with Travis. And we were there for um, an art residency. We were spending a week in Stockholm doing uh, one of our Goldmine House situations. Colin could not make it because I think his baby was being born. His first one. I think Indio was being born that week. Mm-hmm. It was in August. And um, so Colin couldn't make it. So it was just Travis and I. And we were staying in this hotel in the top floor, which was they called the attic, you know, which already like gave me like a – you know, ghostly connotations. But, um, it, I mean, it wasn't like a Hilton hotel. It was like it was a decent hotel in an old building. And we were at the top floor in the corner room. And um, it was it, we were coming back one night. It was late. And, you know, granted, we did drink every night, you know, not to the point of complete blotto. But, you know, we spend the day drinking and um, probably going home around 1 or 2 in the morning. You know, get back to the hotel. We get open up the, uh, you know, the the mini fridge. We grab whatever we could find, you know, to drink over there. We're sitting, you know, drinking, drinking. And there's in the hotel room consisted of two beds with a table in between with a clock. And um, opposite us was like a counter with a mini fridge underneath and a TV on the counter and a dresser. And I remember lying in bed. You know, we're, we're chit-chatting, slowly, slowly, talk, getting ready for, for bed, having our little drinks. I remember lying in bed. I'm on the bed on the right, and he's on the bed on the left, the table between us. I remember looking over at him, and, you know, while we're talking, 
perfect visual of him in the bed. We're all chit-chatting. And then, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And then, you know, lights out, you know, going to bed, passing out. And I start to hear voices, a voice. I heard a voice. And it was a child's voice. And it was a child's voice speaking a language. I don't No, I couldn't understand. It was obviously a language that was not English. It was, and it was barely audible. It was like, uh, you know, you know, like the TV's too low or something like that. And so I open my eyes and I look down, you know, the bed, down my left side of the bed. And a little bit further from the bottom of the bed on the floor was the an apparition or the image of a child kneeling, facing away from me. Fuck you. No, no. way. No way. I'm not kidding. This you is, never. You, I, I'm surprised that you, I, you've never told me this story before. This is, you know, a true story. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I see, I see uh, uh, the figure of a, a female child. It's definitely a female, long hair, in a dress. But the whole, the whole apparition is very monochromatic, not not very colorful, not glowing, not just just dull, muted. Yeah, and, mute, yeah, yeah, and, and 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 muted, and speaking and talking as if playing with something, like head down facing away from me, kneeling on the ground, sitting on the ground. And I'm, and I look at it and I look over at Travis and I look over in the room, I'm scanning the room. Like, am I awake? Okay. Travis is lying there. He's sleeping. The bottles are still on the table. The, the clock is still there. Like all these little details. I'm like pointing out, collect details, make sure you're awake, you know? And I'm looking around because I'm lying there and I'm like, the fuck. And, and I hear it talking. And I start thinking in my head, not saying out loud. I start thinking in my head, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? And I'm thinking it. And it stops talking. It turns around its head, looks at me, makes it turns its body, stands up, and starts to go onto the foot of my bed. Stop it. Stop it. No, I'm not even kidding me. It didn't like acknowledge like as soon as I started talking to it through my head, it turned around, looked at me, stood up and started climbing onto the bed. I closed my eyes. I shut my eyes. I said, no, you're not welcome here. You're not invited. You're not invited. No, 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 no. You can't come here. You can't come here. No. You know, I started just denying its mm-hmm, interaction. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and everything was gone. The sound was gone. The kid was gone. I look over at Travis still lying there. Same position. I'm like, Travis. He's Travis, he's sleeping. He's like, oh, you know, grumble, grumble. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I, I think I just saw something, you know? I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm going to sleep, you know? I'm like, okay, you know? And I was like, there was no separation from like being awake, interacting with Travis. The room was the same exact position. The bottles were still in the same place. Everything was exactly how I saw it when I saw this thing. Yeah, so it it was exactly it wasn't like a fucking yeah it wasn't like, like a dream. It was a different color and the yeah, table yeah 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 you know, hanging yeah. from fish. You know, it wasn't all weird and dreamy, and it that freaked me out. You know, and I just lied there and I went back to sleep. And that next day, I remember, you know, I told Travis about. it. He's like, oh whatever, you know, fuck it, you were you were drunk. I'm like, I wasn't whatever. I was I was not even drunk. I mean. It was a dream. That's not the kind of dreams I have when I'm drunk. <laughs> it was just very, it was very bizarre situation. Yeah. And then the next day we went to a place called the Vasa Museum where the Vasa is a ship that sunk, you know, along in like 1600s or something. And uh, 
and they made them, they dug it up. It sunk in the channel it, before it hit salt water, so it was pres- preserved really well before all the like the wood eating bacteria was able to get to it. Whatever. It's a beautiful museum of an old sunken ship. Yeah. And I remember getting to the bottom floor of the ship and went to the section where they had on display all the belongings of the people. Who oh, drank. don't even fucking tell me. Don't even tell and me. And I'm staring at this stuff and I feel the floor start like wobbling as if you're like, you know, on a boat. It's like up and down. And I turned to our friend who took us to the museum. I'm like, is this, is this museum on the water? It's like, well, we're near the water. I'm like, no, like, is it on the water? Are we on the water right now? Because I... I, I, you know, I felt like I was going to pass out. I started to feel like I was sw- spinning and losing my footing. And I'm like, the, David, you're right. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the That's other side. It's called a hangover. No, no, no. It, no. I mean, it, it was just like hit me yeah, yeah, yeah. out of nowhere. And I went to the other side of the museum and it was not the collection of the, you know, it was just like writings and like display of like how they lived, you know, the cabins. I whatever. thought you were going to fucking tell me. That you're walking through the museum and you walk into that room and then you see a fucking photo on the wall. No, and have a bunch it, of people and the little girl is no, in the fucking no, photo. I, just, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Listen, there was a time there was a time when I thought like the idea of opening yourself up to spirit world Absolutely. was very exciting. And I used Absolutely, to me too. I used to I used to do out of body exp- I used to I fell into that whole audio auto which I will talk about that and but I fucking I used to do it, and there yeah, was I, and there was one time that I did it, and I used to live in in, in my in in my parents' uh, uh, basement at that point, which was my studio, um, and uh, I had a pull out couch in there, and then that's where I would always try to do it, and that and uh, one time I definitely did it because I remember getting up, walking to the door, opening up the door, and then a voice telling me not to not to stray that far away from myself. You know, because it's, it's, you know, because it allows, it allows other entities to, you know, it allows you to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. So then next thing I knew. What's that? Something can enter you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. So so, so then, so the next thing I know, it's like bloops, right? You know, and the next thing I know, I'm sitting at my drafting table and I'm drawing and, Uh and then, uh, um, I remember looking over. At the couch, at, at the fold-out bed, mm-hmm. and staring over, and seeing the light of the TV being on, and then looking at my body laying on the on the bed, and that, and then next thing I knew, I heard some type of fucked upness or whatever, and it mm-hmm. just instantly made me go, I need to get back. So then, next thing I knew, I was back, and that, and then I remember waking up, uh, or, you know, waking up, realizing there's, whoa, that was weird. It was like some weird trip thing yeah. and then falling back to sleep. But I remember getting up the next day. Now, granted, I'm not saying it was necessary. It, 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 I don't know what the fuck it was because I, I'm not sure if you could possibly do this yeah. by, by, by doing out of experience. But all I remember is going back to my drafting table. And this is back when I was, when I was doing the comic book stuff and that, and the whole page that I worked on previously that day was scribbled all over. Whoa. That on the drawing. So okay. it was this, whether I was, you know. Yo, there's your supernatural story. So there here. you go. There you go. That's my supernatural story. I have other ones. I just, I, I just, they're, they're, yeah. I, you don't want to sound maybe, like a kook? I'll talk about them at a later date. That was, I'll, we'll save them for the Halloween episode. That was fucking awesome though, David. Holy shit, dude. I, 
<laughs> I was totally. I was. I was like. I want to paint. I want to paint his experience. <laughs> no, I still, still. I still. I still get goosebumps when I think when I tell that story yeah. of that, that kid because it was like the quintessential fucking ghost story. Yeah, maybe it's like some sort of yeah. subconscious ideas that I put in my head about like children ghosts, but this was like, this was not anything that felt you know, contrived or related to something that I seen or heard. It was like in this fucking hotel room on this floor in front of the counter, like everything was right fucking there. Yeah. And this kid talking in Swedish or whatever language yeah. it was, it could have been some, some ancient Viking language, who knows? But once I communicated with it that I thought, you know, I didn't say anything. I thought the words and it and it fucking looked at me and noticed that I noticed it. Yeah. It started coming right at me. Oh, taking its eyes from my eyes. And that's yeah. why I shut my eyes. Anyway, okay. Moving You're on. welcome. You're up. Exercised. Um, part two of Cyril's question. Is David Supakis like 12 feet tall? He has the voice of a giant. Uh, how tall are you, David Supakis? I am not 12. I am 13. What? How tall are you? Uh, I'm 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, so. seven. Close, close. It's tall. It's tall. Yeah. And question three. This one's for David Stupakis. Go figure. Will (laughs) Stupakis and his giant voice be doing the voice of Dark Side in the next Justice League movie? No. I can answer that one. Yes. He will be there. Dude, if I I wish I could, because that'd mean that I would be flush with cash. Yeah, and I could borrow some money. I know, and then we'd we would we'd oh yeah. (laughs) Marvel, Marvel. Please listen Contact to me. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> Say something that, uh, uh, that I'm, I'm available for work. I'm available for voiceovers. <laughs> Come on, Marvel. No, but right, uh, four. What is your shipping process like when sending out original pieces? As ah, a, this is a great question. Okay, this is he says. So this is a great. This is a this is a great great question because me well, and you listen. have actually talked about wanting to talk about this before, right? Me and you were talking about doing actually an episode about this. All about shipping. Yeah, ship- all about shipping. So, yeah. I mean, what's the process? The process is, is getting it there as safely as possible. And me and David both have that same <laughs> same idea of, of that. And 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 um. So I mean, I mean, it it it, it all depends of uh, um, what the budget is too about getting it there. But um, I mean, for me personally, you know, building reinforced boxes and building a structure within those boxes that normally, you know, I, I usually sometimes have a lot of foam uh, uh, kicking around. So I will build you know structures within inside the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, no matter how much those paintings move around, because frames, you know. Normally, all the paintings are framed that, that we shipped and that uh, for original work, and those can very easily be damaged as well as the painting itself. So you have to uh, be aware of that. But um, uh, you know, uh, but, but there's still a whole lot of fucking finger crossing and, and prayers. Absolutely, and, 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 and but I mean, it's come to everything for us where it's you know sometimes we will build wooden crates for things, yeah. um, um, and then put boxes of the paintings inside the wooden crates. Yeah, with the paintings. Or uh, you know the most the most typical way to do it. I I I mean the most the most not typical the most common way that I personally do it is just by building reinforced boxes. So what that means is building you know anywhere from two to usually three boxes within one box in a box. So same same kind of thing. You know the painting will get wrapped usually with some foam. 
like that soft foam thing around it. And then around that will be some paper and around that will be a layer of bubble. You know, never, never, any artist, never put bubble wrap directly on your fucking painting. No ever, yeah. ever, 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 never. And if you do, make sure your bubbles are pointing away from your painting, mm -hmm. not into your painting. Otherwise, you will have a bubble patterned painting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, use that nice soft foam wrapping first, then put your fucking bubble wrap. So then build a box around that. And I then I take that box and I build corners for the box. Yes. And then I wrap that or have a layer of like air and bubble between that and another box. So same kind of concept. Yeah, and a lot of times it's 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 you're re you're reinforcing the front of the painting yep. with extra cardboard, and you're reinforcing the back of the painting with extra cardboard. That way, if something tries to puncture it, you yeah. know, on, on on its journey, and you hope to God that that doesn't happen, but at least there's there's a massive amount of protection between. Yeah, both and sides I use also a, there's something called sandwood, which is very very lightweight wood. That's right which like will crack under pressure, but as far as punctures, which is a very common um, wound for artwork, it will prevent puncture wounds because it can take the impact, mm -hmm. unlike a uh, even cardboard. But you know, enough layers of cardboard will get you, you know, um, a, a nice stiff protection. But if you, like for a matter of space and weight, sandwood is very lightweight, very cheap and, you could pretty much build a, a box and the, of sandwood and then put that into a box of cardboard mm -hmm. and you've got yourself a lightweight, super strong, super sturdy thing to ship your paintings ship out. Paintings. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important. It's so important to show the care you put into shipping original artwork because it shows how much you value your work to your customer or to your gallery yeah. that you're working yes. with. It, yeah. it, it shows a respect that you have for your art, and it also shows that you want to, that you did your best to yeah. get it to them safely. Yeah. And, 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 and and with respect, and, the kind and, of respect that you expect them to either ship it back, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. or or to, to expect from you. Because I mean, it, it's a skill. Wrapping and shipping is another skill. And if you're an artist and this is your career, this is something that unless you got you know and company that the gallery does it for you this is a very important skill to have and to to get down right and yeah. and yeah it, it it represents the way you feel about your work Absolutely. you don't want to send something all shoddy and Absolutely. shaky yeah if you don't one, of, the, one of my favoriteest comments that i get from galleries or from or, or from clients is that they as uh they're like you know uh i i, I I can't believe how well wrapped this is. I was yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, yes, because like, you know, and then uh, the, the most common thing that I hear is I, they go, I, you, 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 you won't even believe how much work we get sent from people that just, that is just horrendous, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's, 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 it's a very common practice to haphazardly pack your work. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, people. Be be on the fucking ball. Learn how to learn how to wire your paintings, ready to hang. Learn how to fucking ship your work. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah, it's part of it. It's not like it's not fucking part of it. It's part of it. So do it right. If you give a shit about your work, do it right. If you don't give a shit about your work, guess what? Next person who receives it and like that is gonna is gonna take that 
in, into consideration. And yeah, move on to the next guy who gives a shit, you know. I give a shit. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Speaking of moving on, part five, Cyril. Man. Oh, my God. Here we go. Have you ever seen a fist fight at an art gallery event? <laughs> like concerts, oh. there's high school musicals and one professional musical. Anxious to know if people spark off at art shows as well. Have you? I feel like I must have, like like being on like the Lower East Side or some like gallery like that, you know, like back in the day. I, but no, I, I, none I recall. I've seen blowouts happen and that, um, but I've never seen an actual fight break out. I've seen people getting thrown out of exhibitions because they had a little bit too much to drink or whatever. But um, no, but have you? Um, once, two fights, one show. No way. Yeah, this was. Um, now, let, me, let me guess. Oh, I think I already heard, but but I was gonna say fountain, but but no, it was Goldmine Shithouse at Metalstone Gallery. It was, I think, our second show at Metalstone Gallery, and um, the first fight was started by the the lead singer uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre. You know that? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, I, I know of them. Yeah, yeah. He the, the singer, infamous fucking troublemaker. Oh, is it, he? <laughs> yeah. Bad, bad news. He get get gets himself into a lot of a lot of trouble, and he was at the show, and he started a scuffle, you know, which eventually led to you know getting along with the people that he started to scuffle with, right? And later in the evening, um, uh, an incident broke out between Lincoln Kaplan. Remember Lincoln? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So away left us way too early. Um, he was at the show, and there was a lady who uh, got a little bit too drunk and started to get into a fight with uh, Wendy or Nina, who, who ran the gallery, yeah, yeah. and was arguing and arguing back and forth and back and forth. Finally, Lincoln said, you know what? And he takes one of the, the, the cups of punch with vodka in it, and he dumps it right on her head. It's like that's what I th- that's what we think of you because she was like and you know what I think of you bye-bye, and what I think of you bye-bye. and he, and he just comes up you know what I think of you he takes a thing he's like pours it right on her fucking head it's like why don't you get the fuck out of this show and she like I think she wound up getting into a fist fight with Wendy Weston because I remember Wendy had like this cat mark scratch mark I do remember hearing mark. about this I wasn't there I don't know where I was I would have thought I would have been there for this but but I remember hearing about that. It was oh yeah. It was gosh. a big. Ball. It, it then it wound up getting pulled out into the streets. So the gallery owner wound up like you know getting the hair pulling and scratching fight with this chick that Lincoln dumped the fucking punch on her head, and it was it was fantastic. It was a beautiful night. Yeah, it was a great opening, and uh, <laughs> uh, had you know some some pseudo celebrity musicians starting fights while you know Lincoln's dumping <laughs> drinks on people's heads and then into fist fights with the gallery owner. You know, oh, that's great. It was that's a beautiful, it was just what you need. New in, York City out of opening. Yeah, yeah. Time beautiful. So it happens. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't promote that sort of behavior. I think that uh, it's fucking, you know, whatever. People get what they deserve, but you know, don't act like a fucking idiot. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, and and the, and the most time that that shit happens is because alcohol is being served and people have too much to drink. Yep, not enough to eat and too much to drink. Yeah. Uh, all right, part six and final part. Jesus Christ, Cyril, please send us more questions because this could go on forever. That's great. David Stupakis. Uh-huh. Shocking. David Stupakis mentioned he had an event or something coming up in Canada soon. Where can I find details? Yeah, yeah. So, so 
I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I, I believe maybe I was talking about uh, going to visit my family. Uh, I think. Um, so when are you uh, going to details? Give me details. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 yeah, so, so, uh, mom and dad live in Canada. They, they live in uh, uh, Nova Scotia. So, um, um, I might have been talking about that. I, I yeah. don't. I don't know if I have any events coming. I mean, I, I don't have the events coming up. I've seen the serial yet. But yes, sir, yes, yeah, yeah, in Canada, absolutely. So, yeah. but no, no but events in Canada. No events. I mean, I'm, I want to do something out there with a, a, with the gallery that's out there. But yeah, I, we've talked about stuff, but um, but you know, that Suri. was a long time ago. So, Suri, Cyril, no events. Yeah. yeah. All right, All that's right. it. Oh, thank you very much. Thank for- you. Ah, that was awesome. Jesus Christ. I like the packing. We gotta ah. do, we gotta do more talks about. Oh, the packy. Packy. All right, we got one more question. All right. Oh, God. This one comes from uh, out in California from a friend, uh, Nicole Fournier. She, um, I'm going to uh, um, skip over the part where she says how great we are. <laughs> a great podcast. Okay, her question is. Do you have any advice about attending gallery receptions? I'm an introvert. I go to these things and I don't end up meeting many people or make good connections. I go by myself. I'll be more more approachable, yet find everyone is talking to someone else. I walk around and end up leaving. I'm so bad about chatting people up. I appreciate any input you might have. I think the thing about this is kind of you talked about that in, in, with, with the Joel Peter Wicken thing in a very kind of loose way about 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 wanting to get into the conversation yeah. and be able to have that with them. And I think that that's, is, it's extremely intimidating and extremely hard to do, but it's kind yeah. of like just walking into, um, um, uh, kind of approaching a conversation that's already happening and eavesdropping and then trying to kind of get involved in that. It's a dangerous, con- it's day. It, it, that's a dangerous <laughs> move or, 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 or else it's also, and you know, yeah, that's actually bad advice, Nicole. That's bad <laughs> advice. Don't do that. But no, 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 no. The good, the good advice is this: is 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 finding maybe the artist, um, or or else a conversation that looks like it's. First of all, finding the artist, and and then being able to talk to that artist about the work, or finding the gallery director and a, being uh, being able to talk to them about the actual work at that exhibition and having a conversation like that as you see that they have free time to talk. Um, um, but, uh, you know, that's um, good advice. If yeah. you, you come up with some, like if you're in a particular show, whatever it is about the work that you find interesting or you have curiosity about, you know, bank that question, bank any possible curiosities or possible mm-hmm. questions. And then if the opportunity comes up where you do see the person who's responsible for the art or the gallery director even better. Cause that's how you get to talk to the gallery Absolutely. is, is or just, yeah, approach them and yeah. let them know, first of all, that how you enjoy the show. And then I had a question about the, your technique or I had a question about this particular piece and that you could walk to that piece or you could, that would open the door to that conversation mm-hmm. And the conversation could pick up from there or it could end there. Who knows? You know, that is, all depends on, you know, the person and the time. 
But and, then, and, and then that becomes to be the spark. So then the next time you go to that, another exhibition, you know, you've already had that kind of introduction of talking about the work with, mm-hmm. with either that artist and, yeah. if they're, and if they're showing again or with other people that are involved with the gallery. And, and yeah, that, then, so then it becomes to be this, you know, specific to that show. Mm-hmm. You know, if you already have established somewhat of a rapport with somebody or, you know, I've, you know, my technique has always been, you know, I'll go up to the gallery director or owner and let them know how you enjoyed the show, thank them for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after the second or third time, because it's a courting process, you know, when or when it feels right, when there's a lull and they're not so distracted, because openings are a very bad time to bring up the fact that you're an artist. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know? <laughs> so what are you, you... Dude, it's that's not, a no-no. You never do that. Even <laughs> at that time, it's yeah. all about that artist and that's it. Yeah. Artist that's having the show. But there can be a connection. Like, oh, you know, I, I know I remember seeing this person's work when I was a student, or I I came across this person's work while researching. You know, there could be a connection that leads to an obviousness that you're an artist. But doesn't have to be about you specifically because it's the opening is about the you don't want to take it away. And 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 the other thing about it's like we were talking about earlier about letting and, relationships grow and stuff like that. It is it's like eventually that stuff, which I guess I'm just rehashing some of the stuff that you just said. But eventually that's gonna come up. The the more the, the yeah. more the more you go and the more you go and the more you start to talk to the same people and over over again it's gonna it's gonna organically which is the best yeah. way for it to happen organically come up you yeah. know what I mean and that, if you're an introvert you know there's not much you could do about that except you know just go against your the grain of what you normally would do because mm-hmm. it if you're a fucking introvert you're an introvert there's not much you could do about that but you're at an opening and that's what you're there for and you got to do it yeah. i'm not big on you know participating in social events but when i have to go out i go out and i do it yeah and, and, exactly and, and the other thing is if doing this for a career you have to be able to step out of that. You got to like, it, like, I mean, I, I see myself as an introvert, obviously with my lifestyle. Now I don't really fucking do much of anything here and there, you know, other than go, going out here and there, but, uh, you have to be able to kind of uh, step out of that and be like, you know, separate the introvert to, you mm-hmm. know, business and, and career. Yeah. And how do you know, maybe if you go out, you might, you might learn that you're actually very good at it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's the there's no other way to find out unless you just engage, engage. You know, mm-hmm. survey the fucking room, find out who's the person to talk to, and and approach them. Mm-hmm. Don't mind being approached. They like it. As yep. a matter of fact, they like it. Especially anybody who's in the business, gallery director, owner. That's what they're there for, too. Their thing. That's what they expect. That's what they do daily on, yeah. on the day to day. And an artist loves to hear how you enjoy their work. Mm-hmm. So go up to that artist and bring start the conversation. And it could lead. I mean, I don't know what you're after when you go to these shows. Are you after meeting people? Are you after getting involved with galleries? But the conversation could lead to that thing eventually. Mm-hmm. But you have to just 
It will. It, it absolutely will. Read the room. Got to read the room. And do the – like the only reason why I, I, I snuck in on that conversation with Joel Peter Wickens because I was a, a fanboy and I had and you, to. And you didn't want to miss the opportunity of saying this this might be the only time in my life that I'm going to have the opportunity to have a conversation with this artist that I admire so much. So, so, so I'm getting yeah. into this shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just like – and plus I had a couple friends with me so I felt braver. And I did just, you know, hover. I hovered. Hover to the point of eavesdrop, eavesdrop to the point of interjection and to the point of having a conversation with him mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. you know, which led to more questions, led to more yeah. questions, which I got to get information like and I had a question for him already because I knew what I wanted to know from him. Yeah. And that was my in to talk to him. I said, may, may I ask you a question? Because I had a question, mm-hmm. not like, oh, it's really great to, to meet you. Like engaging in something that demands a reaction like a question is a great way to get a conversation going mm-hmm. a genuine question of interest yeah mine was asking him about his waxing techniques yeah process and of that if you just yeah process related questions those are great ways to start even if you know the fucking answer yeah exactly 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 you know how else to, to start a conversation go ask a kind of question that is process related mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, Just don't right. ask how to get into the gallery. Don't ask yeah. the gallery director if they want to see your work. No, 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 definitely not. No, no. That's- yeah, to, to, to highlight exactly like what you said too again, which which I think is such a great point that you brought up is that, you know, a gallery director there is there not only to, 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 to put the show together, to run the show and all that stuff, but they're there to talk. They're there to have conversation. That's what they want yeah. to do. And the and same thing you- with an artist, same thing with an artist that's there showing their work. They're there because they want to be able to, talk about their work you know so when you go into it looking at it that way then you know it makes it so much more comfortable to say i'm gonna go approach these people you know and the majority of people that wind up talking to them are not people who are there to buy art anyway so if you're worried that they don't want to talk to you because you're not a buyer then don't don't worry because most of the people aren't buyers yeah yeah but they to talk they need to talk yeah and it could lead you're you're introducing yourself already and then they'll recognize you and the conversation could come up down the line at the right time mm-hmm. to, to show your work if, you, if that's what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. If that is what you're interested in, then when you go back during the week when the gallery is open during normal business hours and you either ask for the person or you talk to that person again, that's the proper time to bring up the idea of maybe – do you look at other artists' work? Are you accepting portfolios? Are you know? Would you be willing to do a studio visit? Can I get some of your time? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But starting the conversation at an opening, regarding the artists involved at that moment, it's easy. All you have to do is bring up process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about the work. work. Yeah, and then boom. Ask questions. Conversations had. Eye contacts made. They will remember you next time you go in. There's already a connection, and then later you can bring up the fact that you're an artist as well. Mm-hmm. Good, great advice. Good luck. We're all doomed. <laughs> We're all doomed. That yeah, good great. stuff. It's good stuff. Um, just do an outro and. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite thing. <laughs> Goodness gracious, well, that, that was well, that that that's that 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 that. that. <laughs>
That's all, folks. Baby. Okay. Well, that's another week of uh, Gimme Babble. I think that we're back on normal schedule again here. Yeah, well, at least we're recording on the right day. We'll see when it goes up, but... (laughs) I think we're back. I think we're back on schedule. And uh, thank you for keep sending in those questions. Don't stop because it's become my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a conversation rolling. It, yeah, it gives us it gives us the platform to just kind of like like go off and roots that uh you know because today when I got up I was like oh what are we going to talk about and didn't even know what we're going to talk about yeah yeah and I wanted to talk about other stuff that I don't want to put on the podcast and and then we, then I'm all out of like uh out of stuff yeah 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 there are things we talk about we don't put on the podcast because because mm, sometimes it's inappropriate yeah well it's just also to us just venting. And it yeah. doesn't need to be fucking hurt. We talk like this no matter what. And, you know, we get on the phone, we like to chit-chat, we vent. Sometimes it winds up on the podcast, sometimes it doesn't. But these Q&A really sort of help direct us. It mm-hmm. gets it, 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 it gets us going. Mm-hmm. It gets blood flowing. It gets it gives us direction so we're not just fucking running circles around our asses and repeating ourselves and talking too much just about ourselves. We like to talk about you we like to talk about talk about the, the process talk about the art talk about the whole yeah. growth and how that whole shit kind of works and 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 how we're still trying to figure it out along the way as well so like it yeah. reminds myself of like oh that is how i do packing yeah i never you know a lot of these things you don't you you don't really formulate ever into words it's just because you do 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 you know so it's nice yeah. to actually be able to talk about it you know yeah exactly so, so yeah. yeah please keep sending in those questions love you for it we love the effort we really appreciate it Send in gimmebabble at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for more videos on a YouTube channel, Gimme Babble on YouTube. They're they're not as frequent as our shows because it takes a lot of work to do them. Okay, and absolutely. you know, yep. life gets and in. uh keep sending in uh uh comments some, some comments and ratings on uh iTunes, which would be great. Yeah, we need some ratings. We do. We really need that because we want to be able to go on a higher platform with this kind of stuff. And yeah, fuck. actually, hey, I'm going to put out a favor in case anybody knows. And, and, and if you do know, um, I, I, we would love to hear about it. Um, uh, and that can go to, um, you can send that to, uh, give me babble at Gmail, but, um, I'm trying to figure out me and David are trying to figure out how to get, uh, this up on um spotify as well as itunes and i have not been able to figure that out yet so if you have any information of how to get the r the the rrs feed up on spotify and how that works uh i'd love to hear from you yeah we need some advice on that because we don't know how to do it we need some help yeah (laughs) all right well to another week yes please tune in next week um, I, we never really talk about what we do next week because we never know what's going to happen. But I think next week we got Lisa Lebowski, fantastic plain art painter. She's going to share her story of how she she does art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how she's getting into it. Her, her, her tale of art and life, and she's fantastic. Tune in next week for that. And then down the pike, we got some more guests. We're going to do some fun stuff. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. And don't be a bad person. Don't do things at all, ever, (laughs) ever. All right, he's got to go. See you later, Hawk Mom. All right, later, everyone. I love you. Bye. I love you.